2: Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem-solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com.
1: This is the Rich Eisen Show.
3: Now, the court of public opinion is trying to be swayed by an agent saying, "Ha, ah, the temerity!"
1: The Rich Eisen Show.
3: This baseball organization not fly my client private to the All-Star Home Run Derby. I can't think of something that fans would probably say. G-T-O-H.
2: Today's guests, ESPN senior NBA writer Brian Windhorst, NFL on Fox analyst and three-time Super Bowl champion Mark Schlert. plus comedian
3: David A. Arnold. And now, it's Rich well, Eisen. Well, yes it is. Welcome to this edition of the Rich Eisen Show. We are here in Los Angeles, California, the last full week of July. NFL training camps open up tomorrow, the NBA non-playing season free agency window the new league year that started weeks ago is now kind of a little bit more explosive good to see you over there christopher brockman how are you hey, sir rich what's happening you man? you look much older than when i saw you on friday that is not true. TJ Jefferson, how are you? <laughs> Lighting a candle. I, I mean I th- You look much older than the last time I saw you on Friday. Let me tell you
4: something, Rich. My life's been dope and I've done dope stuff, so it makes sense that I look a little bit older today. And DJ yeah. Mikey D Rich, is I D's wondered nice. when I saw the AARP cards that were hanging out <laughs> over here why no, that they existed.
3: You and I are P. You got it here. <laughs> you, you get one when you're fifty and you don't ask for it. You don't know, the, they just sent it. I, it's just like, how did you know? How did they, I know. Well, why are you sending I me I get so it. You, I know, did not get one. TJ. Maybe yeah. got one. I, yeah. Yeah. He keeps
4: on... I could be anywhere from like thirty-five to sixty-five. Do you, you like just Marshall Falk with his handicap. You don't tell us. It well, <laughs> you're leaving us guessing. You just not want done. the candy. Well, my boy Gerald says you're like Blade, bro. You never age. He goes, I got a picture of you from two thousand and one from last week. You look the same. Bless you.
3: <laughs> Bless you. All. Black don't crack. And normally I introduce Black you second, <laughs> Mike. I introduce TJ. I I go around the
2: horn. I saw. I like uh, that. That. I
3: didn't do that because you are the only one who doesn't have a birthday on July twenty-third. No, I don't. In this room. That's a greatness. That's a crazy. That's greatness. It is, it is
2: really crazy. Well,
3: First really day of the Leo.
2: Also, Mike, this is That's your 10th straight day of work. So congrats. Wow, yeah. Residency My continues. Gosh. It will, it will end this week. Until you, this when end. you announce you're Thursday. joining the Live Tour. It's
3: a oh, nice little straight. Tripling his salary. There's lots happening <laughs> yeah, right. there. Uh, We'll hit on all that over the next three hours of this program right here on NBC Sports on Peacock. Thrilled to be on NBC Sports Audio, Sirius XM Channel 85 as we are every day after Dan Patrick's show. And I was just referring to his. The uh, chat with Charles Barkley, which we'll talk about later on in this program. Also, uh, we say hello to our terrestrial radio listeners, our Odyssey listeners, our podcast listeners. Cumulus Podcast Network is what puts our podcast out every day in spots where you can get any podcast you darn well, please. And we also appreciate those who subscribe to our YouTube page, youtube.com slash Rich Eisen Show, for anything that you may have missed. OK, so. um I'm somebody who's always very honest, and and the worst take I've ever had in the history of this program, which turns eight years old in a couple of months, worst take ever was when Giannis (laughs) Atetakumpo had just, you know, hit free agency or was about to hit free agency after that bubble year in which the. Heat made the finals, but lost to the Lakers. And uh, and I said, Lakers. do not trade for Giannis. If you are the Heat, <laughs> do not break up your team for Giannis. Don't trade for Giannis. Don't do it, you know. And, uh, to which my head almost exploded I know, for three days. Rose exploded and exploded, Brockman's exploded. <laughs> like, and, and then every single NBA analyst that we had on the program, I tried to, you know, <laughs> you know. Uh, I what would be the word? Uh, not arm twist, but I, I tried to uh, passive aggressively get them to join me. In my opinion, and all of them, I think Richard Jefferson laughed. Right? Yeah, Didn't he laughed like immediately like, for immediately. like a like, minute. Like, right? And yeah. every single time I, I I walked in the door, earnestly thinking somebody's gonna has to, has to agree with me.
4: Right? Oh, nobody man. did, and it's <laughs> nobody did. Worst take I've ever had. Maya culpa. Rich, I can remember I was kind of new here still, and after the second day, you said it. I, I just didn't know if I could disagree. I didn't know if we were that type of show where I could just blatantly disagree with you. So by the third day, <laughs> I'm just sitting here like, oh, uh, no. <laughs> so it, it is with that
3: as a backdrop that I dip my toe into a similar pool once again. Oh, boy. <laughs> with Kevin Durant now on the trading block. Don't
2: trade for Katie. I'm gonna. I well, mean, I'm gonna say that. I, 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 I'm gonna say like I have so many thoughts. Not if you're the Celtics, <laughs> exactly. Don't
3: trade for Durant. Why would you break up what you've got going on right now? And again, it's the Eastern Conference team that loses in the NBA Finals. And I, I'm I'm saying, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. You agree with me. I got somebody here so feral
2: and old school. Don't do it.
3: Don't do it. <laughs> well, <laughs> the Woj bomb today is that Kevin Durant still out there with a trade request made public through reports on June 30th. And I was we've been wondering. We've been sitting around here. Like why why isn't Durant gone? That's the way it works, right? Right. NBA all world Best player on planet Earth says, I want out. It doesn't matter if he's got four years and let me get this right. 198 million dollars left on his contract. Doesn't matter. He wants out, you gotta give him the door, you gotta show him the door, you gotta work with him to get him out. And I even said that day, I'm like, What why don't the Nets just tell him uh No? <laughs> what why, why don't the Nets just say you got four years left in your contract? Sorry sorry and so the fact that this thing is still going on have the nets told him that is that entirely possible well Woj would saying the celtics are now a team believed to be a front runner or interested or what's the verbiage he used here that the celtics are among teams to engage in talks have emerged among teams engaged in talks in a possible deal. That's the phrasing he used. And he said, the Celtics appear no closer to acquiring Durant than others in discussions with the Nets, but Boston's ability to include all-star forward Jalen Brown as a centerpiece in offers does help make the team formidable in his pursuit, sources say. And that's where I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa hold on a minute. Why, Why are the, why are the Celtics going to cough up a 25-year-old with two years and $56 million left on his contract who just gets better and better and better every year and he's yours and you got him, along with Tatum, in picks you got from the Nets. Why are you going to even flip him to Brooklyn? Why would you do it? Oh, Kevin Durant. Yes, I get it. But I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it. Now, Shams Sharania of The Athletic he went a step further and said they've offered a package for Durant that includes Jalen Brown. A Jalen Brown package that Brooklyn turned down and countered. What are we countering? Hmm. Counter. A counter offer. Countering. Sorry. Well, maybe it's Brown Plus. It's got to include Brown. What
2: do you hmm. want? Brown and Tatum, too? So you, want the, no. you want the Prudential building also? I saw something that was so Brown, smart. Smart. Uh, Derek White and a bunch of picks. Get out of here.
4: The Packer Reds. Would, what,
3: what, I guess you're... All right. So Time Lord's there, and Tatum's obviously there, and you get Durant. Ages 33
2: through 37.
3: Ugh. I wouldn't do it. No. Now, again, I
2: don't know if you want me on your side here, Chris. No, Rich, I do want you on my, on my side. Because I'm on his side, don't trade for Giannis. One. Yes, but Giannis was 26 Got when it. we were talking about trading him. Kevin Durant's going to be 34 when the season starts, with multiple big injuries in recent years. You're a team that was two. Uh, that happened, right? Two we were, wins we were two from the NBA championship. How many, how many wins shy were the Heat
3: in the bubble? You looked that up. Well, the Heat made the finals, so they were. I know. How many? How many were they shy of, of winning at They all? got swept, right? They were, uh, were they, did they get swept? All, right.
2: all I'm saying. I didn't mean to bust up I'm your saying, flow. It's right. I, I, I was on one this morning. Uh, when I saw, when I woke up to this, I believe I responded with a curse word to the, to our group text. Look, you were that close to the finals. You got better this off season, you did. Okay. You got better. You improved your team. Why we that was so up? close to winning. Right. Maybe you got there because Chris Middleton got hurt and that's totally fine. Maybe talks of this or trade offer is an overreaction uh, because you're just afraid of Giannis's power. Totally get that. You don't. Need Kevin Durant. Just cut the cut you the turnovers. Cut it. the turnovers by a quarter. What's it? Maybe like run it back. And cut like, the turnovers by a quarter. Seeing Jalen Brown's workout video, the Celtics posted one over the weekend, he's like holding dumbbells and jumping out of the pool. Dude. Awesome. How about how about some ball handling? Please. Can we do some dribbling this offseason? You're playing some
3: great defense. Don't bust it up. What are you doing? Don't trade for Durant. I'm sorry to say it. Because, you know, I was so wrong no. on the other
2: one. You know what, Rich? It's don't okay. Do it. It's okay to be wrong this one, one you time. Don't do. But have an appropriate take the next time. This is the appropriate take. Thank you. Do not trade for Kevin. Durant I appreciate Boston. it. And if you're the Nets,
3: you absolutely leak this. Why? Why would you leak it? Why would you get it out there? Because
2: it creates turmoil yes! with my team.
3: Put it up there, Jalen Brown, with a three letter tweet.
2: SMH. Shaking my head. Now I read this to one of two ways, Rich. One okay. of two ways. This SMH is huh, that report is BS. Like okay. there's no way that's happening. That. Or or it's SMHWTF. Why am I constantly always. involved Non-stop. in trade rumors? Doesn't stop. Whether it's Kawhi, whether it's whoever, he's always involved in trade rumors. He was, on occasion, the guy who was better
3: than Tatum and yes. needed for him to do it in order for them to win playoff games. Most
2: often than not, in the NBA finals, he was our best player. What are we doing? I mean, we're not Brad's agreeing. been, Cats Brad's been awesome. Cats and dogs. Brad's been awesome this off season, but bro, do not break up the Jays.
3: There you go. You're loving this over there, Mister Philadelphia, Mister Harden. I'll take less. Do whatever you want with the money. I don't care as long as you win me, help me win a championship. Yeah, well, we ain't got no problem. How about no. James Harden?
4: How would Harden give him honey buns back to the yeah. team. I mean, look, it, it, right? he's going he's to make it up. He's going to get it made up yeah. down the road. But you know don't what? Don't do it. Optically, it was a good move for him. Don't trade for Durant. Ooh, I don't know about that, man. I, I, I know it's Boston, gonna, If you're do Boston, don't do it. If you're Boston. If you're Boston, don't do Well, it. you have Malcolm Brogdon now. So Brown Sit or back. Smart Stop. expendable.
2: Stop. No, he's not. They're not. Oh, Brogdon already said, I'm good being the sixth man. Stay the course. We have a championship team. We're the betting favorite right now. What are we doing? Stay the course.
3: The energy is going to shift. That's a great hashtag. What's happened since then? I hate you, Rich. <laughs> <laughs> Red Sox have lost nine two minutes ago. We were
2: friends. We were on the I same page on I this, resist. and now we're not friends again. <laughs> game of twenty eight runs over the weekend in one, one game. By the way, I tweeted out Golan's that like, score by the sixth inning was it, like a
3: lottery. It was like lottery numbers.
2: When it was ten nothing, I was like, four, "Cool, four, we're still seven, in the All Star break."
3: And it was 25 runs. That was a Powerball.
2: When is Patriots camp open? Because mm, yeah. I'm done with Tomorrow. the socks this year, dude. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. I'm over it. Tomorrow.
3: I'm over it. Okay. So, you know what? I just had a sense. I had a spidey sense yesterday. Because, you know, I always think football first, right? I'm always thinking football first. Why yeah. not? Why not? But I just had a spidey sense. I'm like, I need my... I need my windhorse. Everyone knows it's windy. I kind of had like that sixth sense, the way he had one about the impending Rudy Gobert trade about three weeks <laughs> do,
4: ago. Do, do, Why do, his, would they do, do that? Do we need the his, windy
3: meme? His huh. his Rust coal type time <laughs> is a flat circle soliloquy on ESPN <laughs> on Get Up. <laughs> Right, Wendy. Wendy just <laughs> talking about. I keep an eye on the Utah Jazz. Now, why now would they, why do, they, why do why do they do that? Why would they do that? And then, boom! Go Bears at Timberwolves by oh, the lunchtime.
2: Pointing going on. Boom, 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 Everyone knows boom, 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 it's windy. Boom, 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 boom.
3: And so I, I, I reached out to him. I am like, oh, "Would you I like to come on? Ready. Would you like to come on?" We should introduce him with this music every time. <laughs> yeah.
4: Pay the fine, Rich. Just pay it. Who knows you should look to the, the Timberwolves for our Rudy Goldberg. It's windy. Okay. Femoral? So, Femoral. I can't say that word.
1: <laughs> oh, Sorry.
3: by the way, that means Brian Windhorst is going to join us. But we do have football on the brain. So Mark Schlereth will join us hey. as well. NFL on Fox analyst. Dang. And the comedian David A. Arnold, who has the current number one comedy special on Netflix. Hey, now. It ain't for the week. He's coming here in studio. He's a diehard Browns fan. Maybe the Deshaun Watson news will break with him physically here because at some point we are going to find out he's there, by the way. Deshaun Watson's at
2: Browns training camp. Is he really? Of course he is. Quarterbacks report beforehand. Did they show that the Browns tweet out a video of him walking in? I doubt it. Looking. No, their last video is still Chubb Dude, squatting 8,000 pounds. I, I
3: know, with a, a bar that's, that looks like licorice. <laughs> He's lifting. He was lifting. By the way, that was more than no 145, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> what Chubb was <laughs> was squatting. So uh, I can do that, too. That's so it. that's the way we're rolling here on this program. Let us take a break. We'd well, love to hear it from you. Eight four four two zero four rich number down If you think that uh, Durant should not be acquired by the Celtics I can't believe I'm saying these words and I can't believe you and I are agreeing but then again the Blue Jays just scored again so we'll check on that (laughs) everyone knows it's windy when we come back Rich Eisen show 844204 Rich number to dial here on Peacock, Sirius XM, and this terrestrial radio network, and also the Odyssey app. These are uh, uh, quite frankly our favorite. Anytime he comes on the show, makes us smarter. Uh loved chatting always with this man and thrilled that he is back here on the show with a lot popping in the association. Uh the man from the worldwide leader in sports on the Mercedes Benz Vance phone line, Brian Winhorse, back here on the program. How you doing, Brian?
0: Hi, Rich. How are you?
3: I'm doing fine. So what is the latest from your uh, end of things on what's going on with Durant, the Celtics, and uh, anything else on that front, Brian?
0: Yeah, I know. Obviously, this comes out today from Woj, and so it's the front of everybody's mind. My feel is that those talks are not brand new, that the the Celtics have been talking to the the Nets all along. Um, When they offered... Uh, Jalen Brown, I don't know when that was, but it wasn't yesterday or the day before. That's, uh, that offer's been there for a while. And the thing about it is, Rich, we're in such—this Durant situation is so different from all the star players who've asked for trades for the last decade because he's got four years on his contract. It's not like when Anthony Davis asked. It's not like when Kawhi Leonard asked. It's just different, and there's not a playbook for it. And so the Nets, because of that, are asking an obscene price. And so let's just go to our lives, whether we're ever in the bidding for something or we watch things. What happens when something is so expensive nobody wants to pay? You know, a Bugatti somebody found in a barn or, you know, oceanfront real estate in Santa Monica that the price is so high. One of two things happens. It either sits on the market and doesn't get sold, or the price drops. And if, you're, if you don't want to pay the price and you're in the market for it, you wait for the price to drop. And that is exactly what's happening with Durant. There is this something that is extremely valuable on the market, and nobody wants to pay the price for it. And so they are now waiting for it to drop, and the Nets are just waiting for someone to come up. And this is the stalemate. For a high you know highly valued uh, nBA player
3: well I, I I totally get that, Brian, I totally understand why would the Celtics be willing to part with Jalen Brown? do you think on that front
0: so this is a nuanced answer. Um, Jalen Brown has a contract that is he's very likely not going to extend um he is, you know, in the NBA, you can, when, you, when you're in a contract and you want to extend your contract, as we just recently saw, for example, with Devin Booker and Carl Anthony Towns, you can only extend your contract a certain percentage. It's one of the arcane rules. And so even if Jalen Brown was over the moon excited with the Celtics, even if they had gone 82 and 0 last year and he had averaged 50 points a game and <laughs> shot 100% from the field and he was, telling people that he never wants to leave the city of Boston again in his life, he would not extend his contract because his contract that he's in right now limits how much he can extend for. So the Celtics, as they look long-term, are probably facing Jalen Brown eventually becoming an unrestricted free agent on them in two years and them not having control over where he's going to go. It is a... You know, on the grand scheme of problems confronting the Celtics, it's not sitting there on the front burner. But it is something that is an issue out there. By the way, this is exactly, the you know, the core reason why the San Antonio Spurs traded DeJounte Murray. You may have said to yourself, my God, why would they trade uh, an all-star in the middle of his contract who's in his prime? And that's the reason is that they were afraid they couldn't keep him, and you trade him when his value is highest. So I don't think that the Celtics are sitting there scheming about where they can trade Jalen Brown. Oh, my God, we got to trade him. I think they realize that there is a coming issue with his contract, and if you're ever going to trade him, why would you not trade him to get a player in Kevin Durant who could take you closer to a championship? I don't think they're making calls offering Jalen Brown around, but when this offer presented itself or this situation, I think they, w- they were remiss not to at least explore it. It doesn't mean they don't like him. Of course, I understand that that will be the premise out there that, you know, once something like this gets out there, that it's like, oh my God, they want to get rid of him. They hate him. You know, he's going to get rid of him in the next five minutes. He wants out of there. That's not necessarily true, but I realize that it's all buried in nuance and it's not always going
3: to get translated Brian Winhorst here on the rich Eisen show and uh, honestly i and I also get you saying that you know uh it's it's a it's a dance between hoping that the price drops if you do want durant and hoping that uh you can get through that period uh if you're the nets any chance that the nets have told durant forget it you're staying here we want you is that has that been a a possibility I don't know. at all?
0: I think the Nets' position at the moment, Rich, and I mean, I really have to say at the moment because this is somewhat volatile, although I think it's dormant right now, but I think their position is we can't get our price for you, so we're going to try to run this back and see if we can do it better. There is precedent for something like this. Uh, 2007, Kobe Bryant asked for a trade. In fact, if you remember, he went on Stephen A. Smith's show on national television and said the word, something to the effect of, I never am going to play for the Lakers again. I've asked them for a trade. And the late, now at that time, Kobe, he might as well have had a four-year contract because he had a no trade clause in his contract. He was able to veto any trade and the Lakers went out and looked for offers specifically with the Bulls. And they said, okay, Kobe, we're going to trade you to the Bulls for these players. And Kobe said, no, you can't trade me for those players because then when I go to Chicago, we won't be good enough. And they went around and around and around like this throughout the summer. And eventually they said, Kobe, you're under contract. We can't find a trade. Let's just try to work this out. And Kobe came back and later they traded for Pau Gasol and they went to the next three final. So I think, you know, there is precedent. Now the, the, the reality, Rich, is that Kevin Durant was the one who started this. He was the one who requested the trade. It is he, who will decide whether or not he remains pleased with the situation. But it's the same sort of deal. No team feels ready to offer the price that the Nets want for Durant. And so, again, if you can't get your price, I think it's common if you were trying to sell something that had extreme value to you and you couldn't get your price, you're more likely to just pull it off the market as opposed to making a bad deal. So I think that's where the Nets are right now. We don't know where Durant is on that. Durant is tweeting about things that are not related to his situation. He is not sharing where his feelings are on that. But I think that's where the Nets are right now. They are not getting the offers that they deem worth his value. And so I think they're like, look, we've got you under contract for four years. Let's try to see if we can work this out in September.
3: And then, of course, in the interim, uh, you know, a lot of folks, Brian Winhorst, attempting to CSI to uh, hit the DNA on the decision by Durant to ask for the trade out of Brooklyn. And that being made public two days after Kyrie Irving opts back in with Brooklyn. And there's a lot of uh, connecting those dots that uh, Kyrie says, I'm back. And then Durant says, I'm out. Is that is that correlated? In your mind, are those, are those two things mutually exclusive, or is that a direct line? Kyrie says, I want back, and Durant says, I want out. What do you think?
0: Well, one of the things that we do know, Rich, is that um, Durant and Kyrie were talking during, Durant's, uh, during Kyrie's negotiation for his contract. Uh, we know this because Kevin said as much. Uh, in the last his last comments on the situation he did a podcast on his podcast network and and said he was communicating with Kyrie although he said he wasn't telling him what to do he was standing back so I doubt I don't know for sure okay to be 100% clear I don't know for sure I mm-hmm. didn't tap their phone line mm-hmm. but I doubt that Kevin's trade demand came as a surprise to Kyrie Irving um, but I do think that Kyrie was worried about making the best deal for himself. And considering there was no way he was going to get that $37 million out on the market, not so much because nobody valued him, it was just that there wasn't teams with cap space this summer who needed a player like him or were in position to go for a player like him. I think he made his mind up relative to his own situation. But having said that, I don't think that the Nets, do something with Kyrie Irving until they know what's happening with Durant. Because at the end of the day, if the smoke clears and they still have Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving on their roster, they've got a very formidable team. Now, whether they can hold it together is a different question. And the crazy thing about this is, Rich, I know that this statement is going to sound wild I'm about to make, but I actually like the Nets offseason to this point. (laughs) They've added... They have added a couple of nice veterans. Um they they traded for Royce O'Neal from the uh from the uh from the Jazz, yes. who is the exact type of player they need, who is a defensive three point shooter. Um they're going to get they're gonna get healthier. Some of their players who were out last year are gonna be healthier coming back. They're gonna have great shooting on their team. Um, I, I think they could be pretty darn good if they could hold it all together. Of course, the holding it all together is the problem.
3: Brian Windhorst here on the Rich Eisen Show. So you just mentioned Royce O'Neal, the acquisition for the Nets from uh, from the Jazz, and that uh, leads me to your, uh, I think, very viral moment, Brian, uh, from a couple of weeks ago where you went on in what I thought was a very uh, rust-cold, true detective-type soliloquy on <laughs> – time is a flat circle, watch the jazz. i keep an eye on the jazz, and then boom! uh, We we saw Rudy Gobert get traded later on that night. Uh, Your phone must have blown up on that. You see all the memes, too, with the pointing and the fingers and all that business? Brian, you see that
0: stuff? Yeah, I mean, I think... I mean, the situation was this, Rich. I I knew that Rudy Gobert was very close to getting traded. (laughs) But, you know, I wasn't 100% sure he was going to get traded. Because, obviously, that was a pretty... A uh, complicated, wild deal, but when I knowing that Gobert was about to go traded, and having seen that Royce O'Neal trade, which was indicating that potentially two superstars or stars were about to be on the market, um, that was sort of my way of, of of telling the viewer. And you know, the, the first letter in ESPN does stand for entertainment. Yes. Right? We like to sometimes. I know that. I know that it's taboo to do anything too, too edgy, but sometimes we try to have a modicum, just a a little teeny bit of fun, teeny bit of fun. We're allowed to have, um, where we're not descended on like locusts by aggregators. And so um, I was trying to, you know, I was trying to avoid coming out and saying, Rudy Gobert is about to get traded. If I had said that, (laughs) then I would have been married to that. And for the next 72 hours, Um, there would have been an an all-out attack coming at me from 15 different sides demanding Rudy Gobert updates and information. Brian, what is the very, 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 very latest on the Rudy Gobert trade talks? And I just didn't want that in my life because I also knew that there's a possibility he wasn't going to get traded because I thought he was going to get traded the night before. And they didn't put the deal together because, as you later found out, the deal was pretty complicated. So really what I was just trying to do, number one, was have some fun because, Rich, the A block of first take lasts about 25 minutes. You know, you have a little bit of time there. And Stephen A. was out. He was was on. He was out that week. So, you know, Stephen A. wasn't there. And so, like, I had a little bit of time. I was just trying to have a little bit of fun without going too far with what I said. And I guess people liked it. And it also helped that it was Friday of a holiday weekend where the holiday was on Monday. So it was a long weekend where not much happened and people were able to have fun on the Internet.
3: It was riveting television, Brian. And I love that there was a method to the madness right there. So uh, clearly you're the man to ask, what's going on with Donovan Mitchell then? Is he going or staying? What's the scoop with him? Or is Utah going to end up clearing
0: the whole deck there? What do you think? Well, let's judge the Jazz and the New York Knicks on their actions, okay? Let's let's take the words and just ignore them, because the Jazz were telling people openly, yes. we're not going to trade Rudy Gobert. And then they were saying, we're not going to trade Donovan Mitchell. And I don't know if their credibility is the greatest right now. So if you look at what Danny Ainge has traded stars for, whether it was Kevin uh, Garnett and Paul Pierce or now Rudy Gobert, his price is awfully high. And you saw what he just got for Gobert. It was a, a haul. One of the highest, um, uh, price trades in NBA history. Uh, right up there with Paul George. But of course, the Paul George one has a bit of an asterisk on it because the Clippers were kind of trading for Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. This, for a single player acquisition, is just absolutely breathtaking. So, With that is what you know about Danny Ainge, I think you can rest assured that he is not going to trade Donovan Mitchell until he gets the price that he has in his mind. And that could come tomorrow. I doubt it. That could come in a month. That could come in three months. He has Donovan Mitchell under contract for four years. And from what I am, from what I understand, Donovan Mitchell, while he recognizes that he doesn't want to be on a total rebuilding team, which is where the Jazz are headed, he is not forcing the issue. I think he is not, uh, I think he realizes he's probably going to get traded at some point, and anything that he does to cause waves might delay that, uh, or complicate it, and so he is planning on, um, you know, being a good professional, reporting, and just waiting to get traded. And so, as a result, I think you're going to see it drag out. Now, let's go to the Knicks. Now, granted, it was a different front office, but it was the same owner. This is very Mm. comparable to me to when the Knicks were really wanting to get Carmelo Anthony. If you remember, Mm. that played out over six, seven months, Rich, and we talked about dozens of different trade scenarios, uh, there was times where another team, the Brooklyn, or I guess the New Jersey Mets at the time, maybe they'd moved to Brooklyn, uh, were, you know, almost traded for him. And at the end of the day, the Knicks basically paid a massive amount for Carmelo Anthony. They ended up giving the the, the Nuggets just about everything that they wanted. Um, and so if you're Danny Ainge and you know that that's what the Knicks and the same ownership might do, uh, and you have held your price out. I think what you will see there is, cause the Knicks have, I know there are other teams interested, but what the price that the Jazz are looking for, which is somewhere in the neighborhood of that four first round picks, um, that they got for Gobert and then other players, uh, I think the Knicks are the team that can pay it. I think the Knicks are the team that the Jazz, uh, want to do the business with. And I think, uh, you know, the Knicks, uh, ultimately, will probably feel some pressure to execute that deal, especially if the season starts and they don't start out super hot. Mm-hmm. So, um, I would mm-hmm. guess that eventually Donovan Mitchell is a Nick. That's a that's a educated guess. I don't know, of course. And I think it's really right now all about the two sides doing their own posturing and negotiation on what the price is going to be.
3: Brian Winhorst here on the Rich Eisen show in a couple minutes I have left one last tea leaf read from you, Brian Windhorst. Uh, and this is involving Russell Westbrook and his agent breaking up. Now, normally I don't pay attention to that yeah. sort of stuff, but there was a very compelling statement put out by his former agent of 14 years Saying that the trade that Westbrook might um, need to get out of Los Angeles would require uh, additional value, Uh, meaning, you know, everybody's saying the Lakers have got to include first-round draft choices and they're not going to do that. Even then, such a trade may require Russell to immediately move on from the new team via buyout. This is from the statement saying that the agent's belief is that this type of transaction only serves to diminish Russell's value and his best option is to stay with the Lakers and embrace the starting role and support that Darvin Ham publicly offered. And then they broke up saying that's an irreconcilable difference. Does that mean Russ wants out? Is that, what you're, is that what we're to read here? And what's going on, Brian?
0: I don't know if he wants out. I think what seems to be clear from that statement, which, Rich, I agree, I've never seen anything like it in the 20 years I've covered the NBA, and his agent, his now ex-agent Thad Fauche, is a veteran, longtime agent. The guy's done—I don't want to shortchange him. Maybe he's done a billion dollars in deals, uh, maybe more. Uh, he is not—he uh, he is not without experience. And so, I think the most interesting thing about that is that what basically Thad is saying there is that if Russ gets traded, he's being traded basically just as a contract and that he will be likely released by his new team because Mm. his only value is as a, is as a cap clearer, is, 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 you know, is a, is a, is a a accounting move. And that he's saying basically without saying it, that the, the off, the, the role that Darvin Ham is, is, is offering him, which is as a starting point guard, but as a role player, Darvin Ham is pretty much spelled out exactly what he wants from him, uh, is better than he could get if he gets traded. I'm not sure that, I'm not sure that if Russell Westbrook was traded to a team and released tomorrow, I'm not sure that he would have a team right away. I think he would eventually get back into the league, but I think this concept that people would immediately want to sign him, and again, it's not so much that people don't. I know that there are are Russ fans out there, Rich, who find this absolutely an insult, and I'm sure Russ himself clearly doesn't believe this because he's fired his agent uh, over it. Um, but it's not so much what his, what his abilities are. It's what he's willing to do for a team. It's what he, it's what his, um, you know, what he's willing to accept as a role in more than his actual skills. And so that's where the Lakers are trying to, trying to squeeze him into a box. I don't think it will be successful, Rich, um, because I think what Darvin Ham is asking him to do, which is to set screens, uh, play um, defense first and stand in the corner and be a floor spacer. I don't think he's equipped to do that. And maybe if he worked tirelessly over the summer, maybe he would have a shot at it, but it sounds like he's spending more time trying to break out of that situation than to fall into it. And my question is if Russ doesn't embrace what Darvin Ham has put in front of him, and it's, it seems like he's not based on what sad uh, Fauci said in that statement, what do the Lakers do? If he's not willing to accept the role, how do they, how do they approach him mm. in the season if they can't trade him? Because trading him is complicated. He makes $47 million. <laughs> it's hard to find a trade. I mean, there, there are trades out there they can do. I'm not saying it's impossible. They've, they're exploring them, and maybe they'll find something. But if he's not willing to fill that role, what do you do? Do you even bring him to camp? And so Russ is on the edge right now. It could go a multitude of different ways, but I would say that that statement and that breakup um, did not help the Lakers, either with their relationship with Russ, with Darvin Ham's hopes of getting him into that role, or in their hopes of trading him.
3: Yeah, because I mean, why why break up with your agent when you said Fauci, you know, is good. you don't want to shortchange him a billion dollars worth of contracts? You could say that that's all Westbrook's money, right? So, it's insane how successful this relationship is, and for the agent to basically come out and say, "I'm telling him to stay," and this is an reconcilable difference. We're done. I mean, that is what more of an indication you need to know that Westbrook isn't buying what Ham is selling, right? I mean, and I, I, you, I don't know how that's I, tenable I don't
0: for the know, Lakers. Yeah. I don't know exactly why Thad did that, but I almost think it was him trying to help Russ. Right. You know, him trying to to, 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 say, Russ, like this is, this is where it is. But you know, from what I understand, Russ is out there shopping for a new agent and he's looking at big names. And if he lands a big name agent, what is he going to task that agent to do? Why go out and hire another agent? You know, you know what's, you know, what is the new agent going to ask for that Thad Fauche wouldn't do? So that's, like like you're jumping to a conclusion that it might mean leaving the Lakers. I don't want to jump to that conclusion, but you're not, you're not, you're not ridiculous in saying that.
3: Brian, thanks for the time, man. Really love the chat. Again, um, you never disappoint. You always over deliver greatly appreciate it. Let's chat again soon. Look for my text. Look for my call.
4: Okay.
0: Talk to you later.
3: Thanks again, man. That's uh, at win horse DSPN, the best. Love him. And again, just real quick. This is not a tenable stance. For the Lakers, if Russell Westbrook is saying back to Darvin Ham, who gave him verbal bouquet after verbal bouquet in his introductory press conference with Westbrook off to the side. If he is not going to accept Ham's vision for him, then he's got to go. Because if I'm the Lakers and I'm bringing in Darvin Ham, and this is the closing window of LeBron's final years there, right? Right. And he, and you're handing off the keys to the store to him. You are not going to let something going on between Westbrook and the coach tear anything else apart. This is an important moment for the Lakers, for Ham to put his own stamp on this team, certainly with LeBron sitting right there. And if the agent of 14 years is saying, I'm telling him this is a bad move to leave here. Because he's going to get released, and that's bad for the Westbrook brand, which he said throughout this statement is first ballot All-Famer, and I think we all agree. Bad for the Westbrook brand for him to be traded and then released and then sat there as a free agent, and the next spot won't be uh, Crypto.com. Sorry, Lakers fans, that's what it's called. With LeBron and AD and Ham and the Lake Show. And if Westbrook doesn't buy that, then I'm selling. Out. It's worth it. It's worth the pain of whatever picks you have to give to get him out. Let Ham have his own way, his own stamp, and his own team, and it shows everybody it doesn't matter if you're first ballot Hall of Famer. If you don't see the vision of our new coach, out. We'll take a break. 844-204-RICH, number to dial here on The Rich Eisen Show. We'll take your calls when we come back. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, uh, 844-204-RICH being the number to dial, and uh, some of our favorites have already done so. Jeff in Detroit, back here on the program. Well, how you That's been, Jeffrey? Way.
1: What's going on, uh, my cousins, man, huh? Yeah. Hey, Jeff. Today, huh?
3: Now, Jeff, wow. I, I, Jeff I, just before we jump in for you here, I, I got to be honest with you, we always are straightforward with all of our friends. Um, Last time you called, um, you mentioned you're only five five, and that just threw all of us for yes, a loop. like yeah. we all we all thought you were I don't know why we what thought like you'd you be like six foot, six or something like that. I don't know what it is.
1: Probably because Jeff. I got a big mouth and all. you know, <laughs> usually <laughs> when I take a picture, I take it from a certain angle so it looks like well I'm done. big, but hey, listen okay. and I kid you not. I was five foot five. In the seventh grade, so I started growing, and I was kind of tall. And I'm thinking I'm gonna play basketball. So much for that. So much for that.
3: <laughs> well, okay. okay. I just, yeah. I don't know. We just wanted to just tell you that we all like. As soon as you hung up, we're like, did you catch that one? <laughs> yeah,
1: so what's yeah, on your mind today, okay, Jeff? T.J.'s height, or even Chris Brockman's height. Well, teach TJ- Chris like five eight. No no. No. <laughs> no, 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 no! You're, you're, you're waiting six
3: into, in front of that. Jeff. You are you are waiting into some very wow. dicey territory.
4: He's probably close Especially to five feet.
3: TJ's TG, yeah. the tallest of all of us here. Tall. And, but and Rich and I are the and, same height. And then for some reason, the initial uh, photoshopping of the shot of all four of us together, uh-huh. Del Tufo was Ooh. bigger than like you know, it was bigger than TJ. And than Brockman,
4: Brockman took real offense to the fact that Mike was taller. Yeah. That's purport- a big problem. I was not pushing proportion- him. All right, I'm sorry. I didn't mean
3: to go in there. Go all for right. it. What else you got? What's in your mind, Jeff? Oh, no
1: problem. No problem. First of all, <laughs> real quick suggestion, man. Yes. Hulu has a series out called The <laughs> First Lady. Don't know if you guys have caught it. It's kind of like The Power Behind the Throne. Uh, Betty Ford, Michelle Obama, and Eleanor Roosevelt. Okay. Goes through their lives and kind of draws them together. How they were so separate but so together, especially with them being the power behind the throne. So uh-huh. it's really, really a, a, yeah, a good. really good series to check out. Noted. Listen, as far as Uh, As far as the Celtics situation, KD to the Celtics, no, 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 no. And I feel you, Chris, because the Celtics have the brightest future of any NBA team, number one. Number two, I've always thought that Jason Tatum losing was probably one of the best things that happened to him because that's what turns a star into a superstar. He's going to go back, and I believe that KD joining the Celtics will probably kind of curtail that. Messing up the apple crap, man. You guys really, in in all honesty... If they don't make it to the finals next year, it's a bust. But I definitely would not bring KD in. It's like a hired hand.
3: Thanks for the call, Jeffrey. Greatly appreciate it. Be well, Jeff. By the way, the greatest hired hand in the history of hands and hiring uh, hands. I mean, that's that's the temptation. And that's why we have Brian Windhorst on. When I always say he makes us smarter, he, he tells us what we may not know. And I did not know that Jalen Brown's contract – requires him in order to make the most money to be an unrestricted free agent you it does not suit him it is not best for him it does not make him the most money to merely extend it so the Celtics know that and they know at some point two years from now Jalen Brown in order to make what he wants to make will affect a free agency period and they know that. And once that happens, anything can happen. You can lose him at age 27. So why not purposefully lose him at age 25 if it nets you Kevin Durant? Knowing that, Chris, does that change your opinion?
2: No. You'd rather run it back for Let's two run more it years? We've got two more years to do this. We're, we're arguably one of the best teams in the league. But it's your job. Boom, I've
3: just made you Brad Stevens. Congratulations. Apparently he's got a very good golf game. Oh, I'll take that. Yes, how can he be Chris? Um, so I know that because my brother-in-law has played with him for the oh, Jimmy V, for Jimmy V, for Jimmy V events that Scott he does uh, helps run. So congratulations, you're Brad Stevens. It's your job to look over the steering wheel, and you know this is coming in two years. So why not get it? You're not getting Durant in two years.
2: So we're we gonna roll the dice with a three to four year Durant window? I don't know. Instead? It's
3: not much of a dice roll. I mean it is there is a dice roll, but it's Kevin Durant. You I think know you're gonna is. hit the point. You're gonna hit the point. It's a dice roll in terms of injury. You gotta think about it. I still stand pat. I I, I wanna I, Man, I just want to keep going. I don't want to do it. With your young coach, everything's just in the right direction, pointing in the right direction. It's Kevin Durant. Guys. Mark Schlereth, hour number two. Let's talk some football when we come back.
2: I know it's Kevin Durant, but it's going to be... You know who he is. It's going to be 34-year-old Kevin Durant off of uh, some big injuries in the last three, four years. And and why is it not
3: an appropriate dot connect to go from June 28th, Kyrie says, I'm back.
2: Oh, I'm with you there,
3: June 30th, Durant says, I'm out. Right. How is that not a dot connect? (laughs) Because one would think... Durant staying if Kyrie stays, because that's the reason why you convened in Brooklyn. Right. That's why that's their best shot. That's their difference making duo. Right? Yes. I mean, you're looking for the difference makers in this league, which is why the Knicks are apparently considering. I, I saw I saw that trade while I was on vacation as well. RJ Barrett quickly and Multiple what six first rounders was that the rumor? Lots. Six first rounders? Yeah, it was something like, like you're giving crazy. it away every other day. Like a Nick fan could be born in New York City, have a Bris, <laughs> and before their bar mitzvah, <laughs> the, the Knicks uh, haven't had a, a first round draft choice in consecutive years of his entire life. <laughs> That's, I mean, 12 years of non-consecutive first-round draft selections? Now, I just don't know what a first-round pick in 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 the NBA means compared to, obviously, the, the sport that I cover day in and day out. I don't know. You know, I, I would definitely, if I'm the Lakers, I would definitely cough up whatever first-round choices I need to make Westbrook disappear if Westbrook is not accepting what Darvin Ham is selling or he's not all in on it after last year no way you've got yourself a new coach a new situation coming in a whole new feeling it's his show done if you're not all in if we're not all rowing in the same direction whatever long time sports cliche you want I'd attach the first-round picks there. But if I'm the Knicks' six first-round picks, and quickly, and RJ, RJ IQ in six first-rounders, no thanks.
0: I mean, that's core. not Michael
3: Jordan reincarnated, is it? Yeah. <laughs> I, don't think I so. guess they're just thinking they could scam Dolan. I don't get it.